We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, the 4th of July edition. And what better way to kick it off with a little sound garden, 4th of July. Hope everybody had a great time uh, this weekend. Hope you had some great barbecues. Maybe you're doing a barbecue tomorrow because you're off because of the 5th. We actually get the 5th off as the 4th of July holiday. So I hope you're enjoying the weekend. You're having some tasty beverages And we have got a great show for you tonight. We've got uh, two guests on the program that are going to join me for two segments. We'll get to that in just a second. You can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Podcasts. You do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well, Odyssey.com. As well as the Hopped Up Network, you head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com, listen to the podcast version of this program and a plethora of others uh, at your leisure whenever you feel like it. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Ryan Krill, the man behind Cape May Brewing. He's going to join me for two segments. Joining him as well, uh, Alyssa Grasso. She is the head of public relations uh, for Cape May. They just celebrated 10 years as a brewery. going to talk to them about that and so much more. I had a chance to be in Cape May uh, the, uh, the earlier this past week, we were down in Atlantic City for the Law Enforcement Against Drugs Conference for the Joe Piscopo Show. And so I figured, let me make it a productive working trip. So I stopped at Cape May. And they had just moved the brewery into their new offices uh, on the Monday when I, when I showed up. So uh, got a little tour of the offices, got a tour of the uh, production facility, of course, took a, a, a swing over to the tap room and had uh, a taste or two. Uh, we will talk about all of it, and it's going to take place Coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, We've got beer news to get to. Um, The New York City Council apparently considering a legislative package uh, aimed at significantly regulating the food delivery app industry, including permanently limiting fees that operators like Grubhub and Uber Eats can charge restaurants. So uh, Francisco Moya, a Queens Democrat, sponsored the bill. It would make the cap permanent, uh, which would be... Uh, let's see here. No uh, charging uh, in a, uh, the COVID uh, council last year passed legislation temporarily prohibiting third-party food delivery services from charging eateries more than fifteen percent per delivery order, more than five percent for marketing and other non-delivery fees. However, the combined twenty percent cap is set to expire on August seventeenth, and it only covers the first ninety days after Governor Cuomo allowed indoor dining to reopen May nineteenth at full capacity statewide. 
Some small restaurant opers, uh, operators say that the app fees typically can run them a combined 30% or more of what they take in on every order. So they're claiming they're losing money. This bill would make the cap permanent. Violators would face up to $1,000 a day in fines per restaurant, the same penalty that is covered under the temporary law. Mr. Moria said a permanent cap is needed because for far too long these third-party apps knowingly and willingly took advantage of small businesses. Um, Grubhub has long threatened litigation over such action. Uber Eats has not commented. Uh, this will be an interesting thing. They're in, in a couple of different states. They have set a permanent cap. Um, and Andrew Riggi, the executive director of the New York City Hospitality Alliance, which represents restaurant and nightlife establishments, says the legislative package is long overdue, adding he believes some third-party delivery companies were exploiting restaurants before the pandemic, and they've only consolidated power since. Uh, we shall see uh, what happens there. Um, hopefully they can come uh, to some type of compromise. Music and beer, long been kindred spirits, Elysium Brewing, celebrating the return of live music uh, with its Cheers to Live Music campaign. It's an all-summer program that supports the return of live music and reopening of venues across the country, running now through Labor Day. Elysium is offering consumers uh, 21 and up a rebate of up to $10.99 on the purchase of one of its two popular IPA six-packs in the purchase of a ticket for a live music event. Uh, of course, as we all know, Elysium was, uh, was purchased by Anheuser-Busch back in 2015. In uh, November of last year, they released a special Keep Music Live IPA with the goal of raising more than $10 million to provide venues with critical financial support they desperately needed to survive while closed during the pandemic. So cheers to live music. As Elysian's co-founder Joe Basaka says, music venues everywhere are starting to sell tickets and reopen, something so many of us have been eagerly awaiting. Beer and music go hand in hand, and the Cheers to Live Music program is our way of celebrating and supporting the return of in-person concerts. So um, if you buy Cheers to Live to get the rebate, uh, you can either buy the Space Dust IPA, which is the number one beer in Elysian's portfolio, an 8.2% uh, West Coast-style India Pale Ale, or Contact Haze, which was introduced last year, a 6% ABV hazy IPA with bright raspberry, citrus, guava, and passion fruit notes. Now, all you have to do is go to ElysiumBrewing.com slash cheers to live music and upload a photo or screenshot of your concert t- ticket purchase receipt as well as the UPC of the, the Elysium Space Dust or Contact Haze six-pack and a receipt of your qualified beer purchase dated between June 23rd and September 6th of this year. Participants will then receive up to $10.99 back via rebate, depending on what was paid for the beer, excluding the sales tax. So kudos to uh, Elysian and Anheuser-Busch for doing that. Our good friends at Weldworks have announced the participating breweries and ticket on-sale dates of the 2021 Weldworks Invitational. More than 40 breweries are going to be pouring their most noteworthy beers at the Invitational coming up on October 30th. Um, due to a number of limiting factors, Weldworks has reduced capacity at this year's uh, fest by more than 25%, meaning approximately 500 tickets are going to be sold for each session. There are two sessions from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on October 30th and 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, 2020 ticket holders already received an email uh, on Tuesday, June 29th with more information about securing tickets. They're offered on a one-to-one basis. Those pre-sale tickets went on sale this past Thursday, July 1st at 6 p.m. They go through Wednesday, July 7th at 6 p.m. to anyone who purchased tickets to last year's event that obviously was canceled. All remaining tickets after that will go on sale to the general public coming up on Saturday, July 10th at 10 a.m. Tickets cost $125. They can be purchased via Eventbrite. They're going to have safety and code of conduct rules that you will have to follow. 
uh, at the brewery in Colorado. Some of the participating breweries, Alvarado Street Brewing, Bottle Logic, Burial Beer, Casa Agria Specialty Ales, Cerebral Brewing, Equilibrium will be there, Great Notion will be there, uh, Hot Butcher for the World, Horace Aged Ales, uh, who else? New Image Brewing, Other Half is going to be there, uh, Pure Project, very cool, Russian River will be there, uh, Side Project Brewing, The Lost Abbey will be there, a great brewery, if you haven't had it, you should definitely have it, The Vale, Trillium will be there as well, Voodoo Brewery, Weathered Souls, there's going to be a lot of good breweries that are pouring beer here. You definitely want to check it out at the Weldworks uh, Invitational that is taking place on October 30th. Coronado Brewing, after 25 years uh, in San Diego, they are celebrating uh, on Thursday, July 29th in the tasting room there for live music, DJs, $5 pints of beer, food trucks, photo booths, and so much more. Each guest will also be one of the first to receive their limited 25th anniversary San Diego-style IPA four-pack on their way out. It is included with your ticket purchase. Just go to CoronadoBrewing.com for more information there and to buy your ticket. Uh, Stone uh, is releasing their Stone Farking Wheaton, their Woot Stout. It is now available at Stone locations and online at shop.stonebrewing.com slash sb-beer. It arrives in Napa this week as well. Online beer order shipped to California only. Uh, it is heading to a number of different states as well coming up starting next week. So uh, kudos to Stone for putting out another version of the Woot Stout, which is very cool. And then finally, our friends at Sam Adams for 4th of July celebrated with uh, the uh, U.S.-made apparel company American Giant to come out with some clothing as well as a lager, American-crafted lager, a balanced, refreshingly unfiltered lager, uh, the ideal barbecuing brew, according to Sam Adams. Uh, that is being released. You can also get the American Giant Sam Adams hoodie. It's a classic full zip built to last with custom heavyweight fleece. Features red, white, and blue detailing, and it is the perfect thing to wear while savoring the moment with friends by the fire pit. And also an American Giant Sam Adams T-shirt knitted with a sturdy, substantial jersey. This T-shirt set to be a long-lasting staple in your closet far beyond the fireworks. Uh, you can get it right now, American-Giant.com slash Samuel Adams, and at SamuelAdams.com slash American-Giant. It'll be available, uh, the beer will, at Samuel Adams retail locations and for online order pickup at SamuelAdams.com slash American-Giant. It's also available for sampling at American, American Giant retail locations. So kudos to Sam Adams for celebrating the 4th of July in only the best way. Now, we don't have time to do another news segment, but on next week's program, uh, a story in VinePair, uh, and it's a great resource, VinePair.com, if you haven't checked it out, that I'm going to be talking about, about how liquor store lobbying killed cocktails to go in New York. I know I don't know if you guys are aware, cocktails to, uh, to go went away after the pandemic emergency powers that Governor Cuomo had ended uh, last week. Bar and restaurant owners were literally given a day of warning that it was ending. They had already had stock purchased that they had to now try to figure out how they were going to sell. It has been uh, squashed. You can no longer get cocktails to go in New York. In New Jersey, you can still get them at bars and restaurants, but not in New York. And I'm going to talk to you about how the liquor stores lobbied to get the bill killed. They were going to try and make the bill permanent, and it turns out uh, the legislators went home without voting on it. We'll get to that on next week's program. But when we come back after a short break, for the next two segments, Ryan Crow, the co-owner of Cape May Brewery, and Alyssa Grasso, the head of PR, will join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Welcome back to the Yonder Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, my next guest, he is the co-owner of a craft brewery who just celebrated 10 years as a brewery right here in beautiful Cape May, New Jersey. We're actually uh, in their new offices. They just moved in today. Uh, the brewery, of course, is Cape May Brewing. For more info on the brewery, just go to capemaybrewery.com. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast. It's been a while. On AM 970, The Answer, Ryan Crow. Ryan, how are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, it has been a very long time. It has. What goes through your mind after celebrating 10 years as a full-functioning brewery situated on an airfield in Cape May County? Uh, That went fast. (laughs) It did. It did. It went extremely fast. It's really wild to think... um, like where we started mm-hmm. with just 1,500 square feet of space and selling to one bar and now being the largest you know, craft brewer in New Jersey is just wild. It is pretty wild. But what, goes, what else goes through your mind, though? Is it, is, it, is it awe that you've gotten to this point in 10 years? Is it appreciation? Is it, you know, nostalgia? Like, wow, sometimes you want to go back to that old day, those, those old days, or... You know, hey, this is great. Let's keep moving on. We've got a lot more things to do. Oh, my mindset is certainly like moving on to the next thing. So while I'm so appreciative of the team and so proud of them for getting us to where we are, it's really looking forward and not just looking forward to next week. Uh, My responsibility now is looking forward to the next three years or five years or ten years and figuring out what, what systems, processes, people do we need in place people to get us there. Right. We're talking with Ryan Krill from Cape May Brewing. For more info on the brewery, just go to capemaybrewery.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, they are celebrating 10 years as a brewery, and as Ryan said, the largest brewery right now in New Jersey. You opened in 2011, really hyper-focused on this area, the Cape May area itself. But in the last few years, you've branched out to getting your beer all across the state of New Jersey, up where I am in Clark, New Jersey. We see Cape May in the stores all the time. It's not just a novelty anymore where there's you know, one four-pack or whatever. Was that always the plan? Uh, our, my intention was never to be a giant company. Like, we always strive to be a great company. Right. And I, that's what we focus on. And just being the largest is a byproduct of that. We're not trying to be the biggest. We're just trying to be really, really good at what we do. And make. And initially, it was just to put New Jersey on the map for craft beer. Mm-hmm. When we started in 2011, there was only like a dozen or so breweries in the state. Right. And, uh, and now there's 100 and I think it's 134. And that's amazing. That's so exciting to see that so many other people have taken the chance and started something out and t- turned their passion right. into a business. I love that. That's that. I, that's part of the reason why I do this show. But you know, in ten years, 140 breweries, and we're seeing so many other places. New York next door is a perfect example. You've got almost 500 breweries. They've they've done things to the laws there that have allowed breweries to kind of prosper. And I always feel like New Jersey, like there's more that you guys can do, and there's more that the legislature can do to help you. Because let's face it, you're a business that's paying tax revenue to the state. Wouldn't they want more tax revenue if there are more breweries that are open? Or, or even in general, more small businesses and make it easier for small businesses to do business. Agree, yeah. disagree? Logic does not apply to the law. Right. So the, what we're dealing with is a lot of hands in the pot for a highly, highly regulated industry. Right. And so that's why I'm so involved with beer politics is because if we're not telling our story, somebody else is telling it for us. That's true. That's true. And now you've started in the last few years a distribution arm called Cape Beverage to distribute other breweries around the state of New Jersey. How's that going and why decide to do that? When we started in 2011, we naively wanted to self-distribute, so we didn't know any better. We were gifted a minivan, and we distributed these corny kegs to Cabanas and Cape Man. That 
was it. Okay. And uh, several years into it, we started getting some scale, and we brought on a seasoned veteran sales director, and with the intention to partner with a beer wholesaler in New Jersey. And so we interviewed different wholesalers around the state to take on our product, and they all said the same thing: uh, is that you know we'll, we'll bring the beer on, and you know we'll see how it sells, and that was kind of it. We never really heard. Uh, anything more than that they're all really good at what they do and good people but we just didn't feel the right fit and we said geez well we can just keep on doing this ourselves because once you sign up with somebody that's it you can't with beer franchise law you're stuck sure so we just continue to scale it and turns out we're really good at it so we we spun it off into its own separate business called Cape Beverage and right now we distribute to all 21 counties in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We have 1600 points of distribution, so 1600 bars, restaurants, liquor stores that carry our products right. and growing that number what's the number like 20 a week I think, wow. I think or 20 a month. It's like a crazy 200. Our goal for this year is 200 new bars, restaurants and liquor stores. Okay. Uh, and so we're shipping away at that. Um, every single week, and it's we have a really great sales team, really great uh, distribution specialist, mm-hmm. draft techs, key account guys. Like we, we're a real wholesaler. Was there any thought? Like I know Stone Brewing does their own kind of beverage arm yep. in Southern California. Was that kind of the model that you mirrored your, you, yourself on on, the, on on this business end of it? I am very much so. There's not a lot of states where you can do what we're doing, but New Jersey is really special in that way. So for distribution, yeah, Stone distributing gives folks a lot of focus and that's really our value proposition and then in addition to that we give brewers an exit ramp so if it does they want to leave that's fine it's all in the agreement they can go and it's no big deal you don't have to get into this like long drawn expensive uh, franchise law dispute right um like pennsylvania i mean pennsylvania is a perfect example once you're hooked with somebody it's in perpetuity i mean yeah. it, it's you have to go leaps and bounds to try and get out of it so I think that's a great selling point for people who are looking, a smaller brewery who's looking to distribute a little bit more and maybe can't necessarily do that because of the size that they are. They don't yeah. want to, you know. And it's been going great. We have we have four different suppliers right now through Keep Average. We've got a cider from Michigan. Mm-hmm. We have this moonshine. We're bringing on a ready-to-drink cocktail. We have uh, like a couple different out-of-state craft brewers. It's like it's really cool. And we partner with people that we really believe in and our sales team believes in and we'll get behind. And it's not just going to be something where, you know, uh, it's just gonna be, the sales team are going to be sold or be told what to do. The sales team is very involved in picking out what people we bring in. Mm-hmm. And... And it's like a win for everybody. Sure. And it's a win. It's a, like, I mean, the place that's by my house that I go to all the time, Paragon Tap and Table, they carry Cape May, but I love that they carry other products. You want to try new things. I love having, you know, that go-to beer that you have, but I also want to try yeah. everything that's on the list. I mean, there's not much that I don't want to try. So I think the advantage of, of having something like that where you can, you know, drink different things, whether it's a cider or a ready-to-go cocktail, I think is a great advantage. We're talking with Ryan Krill from Cape May Brewing. For more info on the brewery, you just go to capemaybrewery.com. We're here in their new offices. They just moved in today as we're recording this on Monday. This will air on 4th of July. Uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beercast on AM 970, The Answer. Talk to me a little bit about the 10th anniversary ale uh, that was released last weekend. What flavor profile were you going for? And this is now kind of in a wide distribution, right? Or are we... Go, go ahead, Alyssa, 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 go ahead. Okay. Sure. Alyssa Grasso is going to jump in on this one. No problem. Um, anniversary Ale, it's, it's sort of a legacy brand for us. We've been brewing Anniversary Ales for, I think, almost five years. I think we started out with uh, about five years ago. Mm-hmm. We, always, um, we always create them with these beautiful um, hop profiles. So it's if you're a hop lover and an IPA lover, this, this is the, 
This is like the I Ching that we do every year right. <laughs> this time of the year. It's a limited distribution. It goes out right now. It's not. We don't make very much of it. It's not out for very long. Um, but we just released it last weekend at our anniversary party where we celebrated with the debut of that beer. And it's out for distribution starting today. Um, so people can get it all across the state at this point. That's very cool. See, that's very cool. I, I, you know, I know that everybody goes gaga over you know certain different beers. You get the white whales and all that other stuff. But I think the fact that you can hone in on a on an anniversary ale, and I'm sure it's different every every year. You know, you kind of all right. Uh, you know, I don't want to do an IPA this year. Let's do something else. Let's you know, let's tweak it. Uh, one beer that I have, and I, I I didn't write the question down, but I have to ask you about this. I was at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall a couple of weeks ago and uh, for the uh, Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, and they had one of your beers on tap that I think was like a 3.7 or a 3.8, and I swear to God, it tasted like grape knee-high. Oh, the yep, the per- the uh, What an amazing beer. Isn't that fun? I thought it was, I honestly thought it was grape soda. I was blown away. I was like, there's no way that there's alcohol in this. I could drink 12 of them. I probably wouldn't be able to get back to the hotel by car, but... I was shocked at how low the alcohol value was, and yet you were—you still felt like almost you were not drinking something that was not alcoholic, and yet it was. Yeah. Was that the thought behind doing that? One hundred percent. It was. You know, we were or Radar O'Reilly. Were you channeling your inner Radar O'Reilly, the great knee high that he used to drink on Mash? <laughs> <laughs> we um, we like to st- make stuff that is approachable and uh, and lighthearted and really fun. Right. And that really speaks to and that really speaks to who we are. So like when we came out with the purple grape, the perp. It was, I think, two years ago yeah. is when we released it just in our tasting room. Uh, it was a smash hit. It was like, it, it was like, it was wild. It just took off. Mm-hmm. And so that was a beer that the sales team really wanted to scale and we really got behind. And it's delicious. It is. It is really good. Now, look, we have to take a quick break. Can I impose for a few more minutes, you know, to, to uh, a few more questions from you, Ryan? You don't mind? Yeah, no, no. Sounds good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with our special guest, Ryan Crow from Cape May Brewing, right here at the brewery, or actually at their new offices right after this, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back, live from Cape May Brewery. Actually, the Cape May Brewery new offices here in beautiful Cape May, New Jersey, with my special guest, Ryan Crow from Cape May Brewing. Of course, Alicia Grasso is here as well, head of PR or mar- head of marketing, right? PR? All right. I-, I always get those titles screwed up. I- my apologies. Ryan, the pandemic hit everyone very hard, all sorts of businesses, not just beer, but uh, retail, everywhere. We're finally opened up at full capacity, uh, it- which is fantastic. The New Jersey legislature, the governor were able to do things to help you guys out, which has been a tremendous boon. For everybody, not just not just Cape May Brewing, and some things have been extended, like home delivery and outdoor season, uh, um, outdoor seating. Is there anything that you would like to see remain permanent as we move forward? Because I know some of the laws are temporary. I know they're trying to work on some permanent stuff. Is there anything that you would want to keep permanent? Yeah. So when people talk about like the new normal, I don't necessarily subscribe to uh, what that what that means. I really think of it as just a a uh, linear sense of hey this is just now we all are this is it we're doing it right. so people are have the expectation of wanting to be outside order groceries online and do more remotely and be more intentional and focused with their time and so for us the thing that is really paramount is being able to have permanent outdoor space when you know we're a very seasonal business, especially our tasting room, sure. and when folks come down and to our t- little tiny little tiny spot here at the airport, uh, 
it gets really crowded in the summer naturally. So what we're looking for and what we ask the ABC to do is make that stuff permanent. Now, right now, we can have our outdoor beer garden through the end of 2022. Right. But beyond that, it's a little Up unknown. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that goes for also like uh, restaurants mm-hmm. can take advantage of that outdoor space and small independent craft brewers like us. So that was like, if there's one thing, that is the thing. Okay. That's the thing. And But the delivery has helped you guys out. Uh, as well. I mean, that must have been a nice perk for people to say, hey, I want to order Cape May Brewing and I, I can't go to the brewery or for whatever reason it is and be able to get it delivered to your house. is, You know, that's a tremendous, in, tremendous thing. In March and April of 2020, it was like the, it was horrifying, not even just for like a personal level for all of our employees, but because professionally we didn't know what was going to happen. So we pivoted quickly. That's like the word of the year of 2020, Pivoted. right? Pivot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we did exactly that. We started uh, an online program and home delivery, but we actually turned it off because being in Cape May, we're 20 miles out in the ocean, number right. one. So the efficiency, it, we're actually losing money delivering beer. Sure. We loved it. We loved it initially because we took our tasting, our tasting room staff and put them to work. Right. But then we quickly learned that we have a whole distribution business that's really good at this and is set up for this exactly. So we left it to them. And okay. then when Governor Murphy deemed uh, manufacturing, distribution, and liquor stores essential, we knew everything was just going to be all right. Okay. And now, I, I, I should have asked this question at the very beginning. You guys are in your office for the first time today. Is this the first time you've all been together since the pandemic? No. But okay. as the as the, all of our department, all the departments that are in this building, uh, yes. So okay. this morning was really funny. I woke up really early on uh, Naturally, I felt so excited. Remember that feeling when you went to school for the first day of yep. the year? That was that feeling. That's exactly. I like school. See, my, uh, my son hates school, so I love for school. him, it's, it's yeah. It was, oh yeah, it was. It was the good feeling if you like <laughs> right, school. Right. Uh, so I loved it. It was right. great. So like having all of us back here right. in this office is really exciting. See, it's it's weird because I have been going into my office since the pandemic. I have not worked from home, and I could have, but it would have been difficult. First off, I don't think my mother, um, my mother, I don't think my wife and my son. Would have wanted to hear me, you know, yelling at five thirty in the morning, all, all sorts of different things for four hours straight. But the other part of it was, I just felt like I couldn't do my job unless I was there because there are other technical mm-hmm. things that I have to do. So it's it's nice to hear all of these stories of people coming back for the first. It's almost like you're meeting people for the first time. Hey, I know you. I haven't seen you in fifteen months, but yeah, I remember what you look like. And mm-hmm. we're seeing people without masks anymore, and you're like, oh, so that's what that person looks like. Okay, so that's that's a good feeling. Now, one of the Facebook pages. Uh, that I'm on was remarking the other day about hard root beers. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, you guys come out with a tasting room exclusive with a hard root beer. I, why do one now? I mean, I know that my father's root beer was like the big fad for, you know, three or four months. But then all of a sudden you guys do the tasting room and say, hey, let's do a hard root beer. The uh, Alicia and her team have such great creative ideas. So for our 10th anniversary uh, last year, who was it, Courtney? Mm-hmm. Came, uh, approached Alicia and then me with an idea to s- begin celebrating our 10th anniversary. So it was 10 beers for 10 years okay. with the theme of On the Way to Cape May, like that song. Okay. So it's all, well, I'll, I'll let Alicia uh, articulate kind of like the nuances of it. Yeah, I mean, the, for the first, um, we, we are going to have 10 different beers and they all are themed after these classic um, things that you would find along the Jersey Shore, like cotton candy and 
creamsicle ice cream twists and saltwater taffy root beer floats saltwater taffy right this Board weekend we lemonade. have boardwalk lemonade coming out and that's insane so that's really good okay um we're actually doing a, a cape may salts which is made with cape may oysters so oh, we're doing cool. all kinds of really cool things in okay. the pipeline for the 10 years and that will go all the way through december oh that's awesome all right I, yeah. then i then i like the I, I like the idea behind it yeah Very so good. it's not we're, our intention is to not make another not your father's thing right it's to do stuff that's really great. Okay. I love it. I love it. We're talking with Ryan Krill and Alyssa Grasso from Cape May Brewing. For more info on the brewery, just go to capemaybrewery.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, what's coming up in the near future for Cape May? Uh, City to Shore is back. I know that. But I- I'm talking about now. I know you guys said all these different beer, these different beers are going to be coming out for the 10 years. But what what's in the hopper for, say, the rest of the summer and maybe into the fall? Uh, well, let me. I, I need a second to think about this one. All right, because uh, we have a lot. I think we're doing like almost a hundred different beers this year. Okay, so, then you know what? Give me one that that you've never really done before that's coming out. I'm sure there's got to be in that whole stack. There's oh, got to be yeah. something that's coming out that you've never really done. Absolutely. Before. So we have mango. So crushing it has been one right. of our most popular beers. That beer started as just a fun tasting room only beer that we celebrated in our tasting room for our eighth anniversary. We just did draft only. We sold out of it in like, okay. you know, in hours. And um, and so we scaled that beer up and uh, put it in the tasting room and there'd be lines at the door. And then we scaled it up uh, to wholesale and we we're just plowing through it. So we did a, uh, a couple iterations of it. We have blueberry lemon. We did grapefruit, which is so beautiful. It's like really pithy. It's like, it's awesome. Uh, and then we're coming out with a mango version of it uh, this fall. Um, so like that, that is like, those my like those crush nets are okay. amazing. There you go. There you go. Um, what are you both looking forward to um, the most as the pandemic has come to an end? What's what's for you, Ryan, and then uh, Alicia? I'll ask you. What's what's the biggest thing? Uh, the biggest thing is be able being able to have our staff um, do shift beers again. Mm-hmm. Like part of the crap. Like part of like our culture is um, is being able to like socialize with each other. We spend a lot of money on. Um, cultural driving initiatives. So, like, we have lunch for everybody on Thursdays or, like, free bagels on Mondays, uh, these shift beers, and, like, mm. being able to get back to, like, normal and not have to be uh, concerned about, like, what the mass policy is, right. what changes are happening at a federal and state level. Like, that was just exhausting. So, oh, like, I'm sure. I know a number of people relax. navigating through the, the SBA and all the other stuff was yeah. a nightmare in and of itself. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. getting back to normal that way definitely... Would be a big help. Alicia? I kind of echo what Ryan was saying. Like, I think for me, getting back to being able to be with our team members face-to-face, but also our customers. Right. So, you know, I don't don't work in the tasting room. I wasn't engaging with customers face-to-face. It was all online and through Zoom. And I'm I'm done with those days. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, eager to have FaceTime with people and customers and just share a beer together. How did that feel? That's a great – that's a good follow-up question. How did that feel last weekend? You have your anniversary party. It's the first kind of big event that you guys have done since since the pandemic, and you have people in your room for the first, for the, you know, I shouldn't say the first time, but a large amount of people. Let's say because it's the tenth anniversary, people want to come out and see it. How did that make you feel? Was well, it was it apprehension or was it? Yeah, this is great. Come on in. We want you here. I'll tell you what. The earlier in the week, we actually had a, our first company event where uh, everyone was invited, mm-hmm. and it was electric. We had a big barbecue. We shut down the Britannical Gardens and had all of our staff there. 
And it was just so exciting to see everybody come right. and be in person. And the rest of the staff was just like elated to be live. That's awesome. But I'm, I'm talking about from the customer's perspective. When you see customers come in and they're lining up at the bar and Oh, it's so beer, fun. That's... Like, it's so great to see, like, it's so great to put, um, to see how happy people are. When they come to the tasting room, right? Like we, our space, it's like it's not. It's the least convenient. It's the most expensive, and what we what we found is people are there for an experience, and so that's all we want is to serve and make people have a really good time. And so, like, we aim to please. You can't say it any better than that. Listen, uh, I can't thank you guys enough, Ryan, Alicia. Thanks for having me here in your new offices uh, to do this interview. I really appreciate it for giving me. A uh, few minutes. My apologies for being late getting down here, but uh, I really do appreciate you giving me a few minutes. It's uh, been awesome. Thanks so much for the both of you. Yeah, thanks so much for coming down. I really appreciate it. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer on this Fourth of July weekend. I really hope that you uh, had a blast with all the fireworks and the fun and the celebrating and the barbecuing and, of course, doing it responsibly. Um, I am off tomorrow from the Joe Piscopo show. Uh, we have the holiday on Monday, uh, so I'll be back on Tuesday. And on next week's program, uh, we are going to have Amanda Cardinale from the Seed, a Living Beer Project. In Atlantic City, an interview that I taped uh, this past week down there, uh, because again I was in Atlantic City. That's why I decided to uh, hook up with Kate May and see if Ryan Krill was available. Because uh, I'm here, and you know it's only a short ride from Atlantic City down to uh, Cape May, so I uh, was happy to do that. And then I figured, hey, I'm a couple blocks away, staying at the Hard Rock. Let's see if uh, the folks from the Seed are available, and they were. So. Next week's program, two segments with Amanda Cardinale from The Seed, a living beer project. If you haven't been there yet, you should absolutely get there. It is well worth the trip. The beers there are fantastic. It is a great little place to go. Just two blocks from the Hard Rock Cafe on Baltic Avenue. Anyway, let us dive into Suds and Duds. So Twin Elephant Brewing celebrated five years as a brewery, uh, had their intergalactic kegger. In fact, it was so good I ended up buying a four-pack of it. Another winner from these kids. Lush, tropical, juicy, just a delicious beer. I love pretty much everything that Twin Elephant does. Um, they knock it out of the park with a lot of the beers uh, that, they, uh, that, they, that they make. Uh, and then uh, had a couple of, uh, I can't remember, I think I had one or two other things there, and I don't remember because I didn't check in. Uh, and that's why I like to use Untapped. If you're, uh, if you're not on Untapped, uh, try, uh, you can hit me up. Uh, on Untapped at Gatulo, it is definitely worth um, you know following me to see what beers that I am drinking and that I will be reviewing. Now, um, over at Paragon Tap and Table, later that night after the fifth anniversary party, um, they had uh, from Evil Twin to the Milky Way and back part two: raspberry, strawberry, blackberry, vanilla. This was straight fire. Um, it is definitely not an IPA. It was delicious. Tons of fruit flavor. Amazing. They say it's a fruit, uh, uh, an IPA. I say not a chance. Um, had uh, Colors Scowlet by Bolero Snort. Tart, sour, delicious. Got some things that we're working on with Bolero. Hopefully if they come to fruition, 
Uh, we will let you know about it. Um, and if it does happen, um, December is the place to be uh, when it comes to the uh, Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. I'll leave it at that. Uh, by the way, Bolero is going to be celebrating one of their mini anniversaries or half anniversary uh, coming up in July, so you definitely want to check that out. Um, Ounce of Feathers by Icarus Brewing. So Paragon is Paragon Tap and Table is going back up uh, to doing their um, Yappy Hour, uh, and they're going to do it. I think I think what Ernie was telling me was they were going to do it every other week, and every other week they will have a featured uh, brewery on tap as a tap takeover. So this the the one that the particular one that they did was with Icarus. Uh, the Ounce of Feathers is a great uh, Pilsner Lager, perfect beer for this weather. A little crisp, it's nice, great way to start things off. Uh, then I had an Eye Life by Icarus. This is a lager, super light, goes down like water, uh, delicious beer, uh, well worth it. The Fruited and Flying series that Icarus does, this one happens to be the Blackberry Black Currant Plum by Icarus. Fruit filled, slightly sour, fantastic. It, it you know, it's a Ber- it's a true Berliner Weiss. It's not one of those. Um, it's not a Bolero beer where it's a thick fruit smoothie. This just has a lot of the tartness and the sourness that you want from it uh, without it being too thick. Delicious beer. Uh, like I said, Icarus does so many good things. Then I shifted because they had the Stones Enjoy by uh, 7421, so appropriately enough, a couple weeks before uh, 4th of July, I decided to have this one. The Tangerine and Pineapple IPA, uh, Dank Juicy Tropical. One of the better... Stone IPAs going in that dank direction uh, that I had. I was very impressed at how good this was. Uh, not that I don't like Stone's beers. I do, but a lot of them are more of a, that West Coast style. Yeah, they have some hazies in their, um, in their staple. But this one was really, really good. Enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and unfortunately, well, I mean, you could probably still find it on the shelves. But it's one of those beers they make. You're supposed to enjoy it within 60 days uh, or 45 days and then move on. Um, the nightcap that I had at the Icarus event was the Kalishnikov Vanilla Bean Heaven Hill Bourbon. Oh, my goodness. The vanilla is so off the hook on this beer. It was fantastic. Great beer, smooth going down, had a short pour of it because it it definitely is not something that you can have uh, a full pour of and still be standing because I think it's somewhere around 13 14%. Just a delicious beer. Once again, um... Jason just does an amazing job at Icarus um, at at curating these beers and putting them together. Uh, I definitely have to get um, Jason on the program. I keep pestering him, and, you know, he kind of, yeah, 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 sure, I'll be on, I'll be on. But he never really gives me, um, you know, a firm date. So uh, I'm I'm calling him out on the show here. Jason, i got to get you on before the end of the summer. I'll come to you. Uh, I don't have a problem with taping something in the brewery. It'll be a lot of fun. Trust me. It's not that bad. Uh, Cabana Moothie by Bolero Snort. This is sour, smooth, but again, it's that smoothie type of beer um, that Bolero has done so well. Uh, and if you haven't been over to Bolero Snort over in Karlstadt, uh, literally five minutes from MetLife Stadium, you definitely want to check them out. I mean, it's worth the trip. Bolero Park is open. You can have a beer outside. The tap room is open now. You can have something inside if you want. Uh, and again, if you're going to a concert this summer, look, Guns N' Roses is playing there in August. Uh, with the debut of Mammoth, uh, WVH, Wolfgang Van Halen. Um, you know, stop over at Bolero before you go into the uh, Intimate Life. You can have a couple of beers there. You can drive yourself in, park, pick up some beer uh, to uh, to tailgate at. It's a perfect location. It's right on the way. You run up Patterson Plank Road. You can go right there. It, trust me, 
it's definitely worth it. Um, also, Mufuric Trip. This was a beer that um, I had gotten from Scott uh, from Bolero. Very good IPA. The dragon fruit and vanilla in this uh, I didn't think was was going to work, and it actually worked. It worked very well together. Uh, I didn't think I, – I think I was expecting one thing and I got another in a pleasant way. I think I was expecting something that was going to be a little bit sweeter, um, and it turns out it wasn't as sweet as I thought, and it kind of balanced everything out, which was great. So another good one from the boys at Bolero. The folks from uh, the Boston Beer Company, which happens to be Sam Adams, and New Belgium earlier in June teamed up to do a beer uh, for the Pride Month, and it's called Love Conquers Ale. Uh, I, I was a little, you know, all right, limited release. I was saying to myself, okay, um, this is going to be a little bit different. I have to tell you, uh, it is a uh, it is a Goza-style beer, very nice, very light, a good change of pace. Uh, it's a delicious beer. If you happen to see it in uh, in the stores, it was, a li- again, a limited release, the Love Conquers Ale. Again, a collab between both Sam Adams and New Belgium. Definitely check it out. Uh, you will not be disappointed with that one. And then finally, Always Ready by Cape May. This is a great starter beer. It's a hazy pale ale. Uh, it's around, uh, I'm looking at the can, it's, around, it's just under 5%. Uh, it is a perfect starter beer uh, to get started for a barbecue. And that's the thing. You know, we've had this heat wave uh, in New York City this past week. Uh, out out in the uh, Pacific Northwest, it has just been brutal for days on end where they were having 100-degree-plus temperatures. Obviously, you don't want to be drinking alcohol in this heat. But if you're at a barbecue, um, you know, where it's upper 80s, low 90s, and it's humid, you don't really want to be drinking the 8 to 10% IPAs uh, and get overwhelmed, right? It's very easy, especially certain beers, um, you know, they're at that 10% range that don't taste like a 10%, and they kind of go down very smooth. Those are not the type of beers that you want to be having while you're in the extreme heat. So, you know, when we say lawnmower beer, we say, you know, we're, we're talking about an easy-drinking beer that goes down smooth, that won't overwhelm you. And those are the types of beers that I've been gravitating to uh, over the summer. I love a good IPA. I like a good hazy. I get it with the adjuncts. Some people don't like them. Some people love them. Um, I get to a point in the summertime where I need lighter stuff. I need, you know, a Pilsner. I need a a Goza. I need maybe a Sour to have to kind of offset what's going on. Can I have a Stout in this weather? Absolutely. Um, There is no bad weather for Stouts. Everybody relates Stouts to cold weather. You can certainly have a Stout in the summertime. Um, Would I advise drinking 2 or 3 at 10%? No. But a really good, solid 7 to 8% stout where you can sip it for a long period of time in the heat, there's nothing wrong with it. It is definitely worth it. But the Always Ready by Cape May, as we finish up the show here, uh, is a delicious, delicious starter beer. Uh, and had a, you know, had a chance to check out the tap room at Cape May. Uh, hadn't been there in quite some time. Uh, they've done some really nice things there, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great little place to go to right on the airfield there. Um, they're making some really, really good beer. They have a large can selection uh, to purchase stuff to go. They've got a crowler station where you can fill crowlers. Uh, got a tons of beer on tap, probably 15 or 16 beers on tap. Uh, it is definitely something. If you're down in the Cape May area on vacation, certainly make a stop in. You will absolutely uh, not be disappointed. Uh, folks, my thanks to everyone involved in this show, as well as my guests, Ryan Krill, the man behind Cape May Brewing, along with Alicia Grasso, the head of public relations. Thanks so much to both of you uh, for giving me a few minutes and giving me some time 
uh, this past week. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Hey, I am back Tuesday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. We are off tomorrow for the 4th of July holiday. I hope everyone had a great 4th of July. Be responsible. Uh, you know, and if you're still drinking uh, as we close out the show, uh, enjoy it, have fun, but again, be responsible. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>